Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are tuning in from, we would like to welcome you to the Unmeasured Podcast and Experience, where we truly believe the journey to eudaimonia begins with one measured step at a time. I'm your host, Derek Charles. I am your host, Abdil, also known as Buddy. How's it What's going? What's up, Buddy? We are here, and it's good to see you. How's good to week? see you again, man. It's, it's, it's not the same when you're far away. Not the same when you're far away. And it's definitely a lot better. Definitely a whole different experience when we're in person recording. Yeah, definitely when we're in person in general. Yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. It was a blast, man. It was a blast having you here. It was a blast having How was your week? You know, I, I, my week was miserable because you, cause you, you're not here anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering how your week was. Week was for me leaving Atlanta. Yeah. Well, how oh, many weeks have passed since you yeah. left Atlanta, right? One week. One week, yeah. So I left Atlanta, then went to Vegas for Jersey. Mm. Vegas. Yeah, so it's been a pretty crazy active, you know, two weeks. And yeah, That's man, dope. I'd say, you know, I miss you. I definitely was like, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia of just us like hanging out and just like yeah. what it was like, you know, as kids growing up, high school, yeah. and just like, you know, Handling our business, you know, going to the gym, doing all those things yeah. at the same time, just, you know, the Having jokes fun. and, and yeah, you, you know, it's just, you know, it's definitely neat. It's good therapy, you know, when you get yeah. to spend time with you, you know what, in that way. One thing I notice is how easy it is to get back in the groove. You know what I mean? First day, we, we you know, everybody's getting settled in, blah, blah, blah. I feel like by the second day, we were back to our old ways, just getting in the groove, yeah. almost like we were, almost like we were like uh, teenagers again. That's you know, that's dangerous. Imagine if we were roommates. I feel like that'd be <laughs> roommates like that'd inside be the bat cave. So, guys, this yeah. guy, this guy Derek here, moved into this new spot, and it literally looks like Gotham City's like Bruce Wayne's bat cave. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the space is very nice, and I know you're gonna make this. Make it look fire, you know, just adding yeah. the tech and then the design concepts that you showed me um, to see you yeah. execute on that. I think it's going to be pretty fire. And then to have, again, you're just your entire setup. And then for you to be three minutes from the Cisco office, I was just like, if we were roommates. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to go down the street real quick, do some work at the yeah, office. Yeah, do some work and come and back. Then, yeah. yeah been it's a dope spot, man. It's a dope spot, man. You know, shout out to my research skills. Um, like yeah, any big from? decision, any dis- big decision I make, I do the research. Um, I, I don't know where it came from, but I know I implemented it a lot. I was dating somebody and then I felt like everything, everything I asked her to do, I asked her to do research. And so mm-hmm. I had to do research too, right? If I was going to ask her to be like, oh, you know what, like before you ask you me preach. that, yeah. do your research. Yeah. And so I began to, to really do my research. Like when I bought my first place in Jersey City. I did a ton of research and now I'm, you know, I haven't sold it yet, but the prices went up, right? So I'm bearing the fruits of of that labor. When I looked for this place, I was looking in February and everybody that lives here was like, why are you looking so early? You're never going to find a place. But what I wanted to do was mark my spot. And then I also read that book um, that you, that you put me on the algorithms to live by. Yeah. So I put those Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 37% rule. And so I was visiting a ton of apartments, not necessarily applying, 
but I was getting a lay of the land. Like, what parts of the city do I want to live in? And I'm glad I did because I originally wanted to live in Buckhead, which is like what I thought was going to be the best part of the city, most popular part of the city. This part of the city where I spent the most time in terms of like going out. Yeah. And that's why I picked it. And then I got there. I started visiting the apartments. I'm like, I'm glad I got some backups because... Why? Because it was rough or... It wasn't rough. It's just the... It it wasn't... Not enough convenience. It was convenient. It was very convenient. It's just just not my type of living. You know what I mean? There's too many people, too much going on. I think it's because I'm not from here. And I feel like, you know, where we're from, if you're in a congested area where people are, you know, they're moving, they're shaking, you got, you got to watch your back and you're not from there. It's a different yeah. experience. You don't want to, you don't want to have to, I didn't want to have to come home at two o'clock in the morning and look over my shoulder. Yeah. Well, you know what especially I mean? you're a techie and then, you know, yeah. got, got your backpack on you and I got some nice stuff, you know, even my car, all that stuff. So I was like, I don't want to have to be in a situation where I'm going to have to look over my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to, I'm going to be in a situation where I can make enemies. There's a lot of people in those buildings. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to be in a situation where I can make enemies. Um, People are going to be my business. Like there's a ton of people there. People were in the lobby, just chilling, acting wild. I was like, you know what? It felt like a college dorm. And I was like, I don't Mm. want to be in that kind of environment. So let me go find a place that's a little more ducked off, quiet. And I found a spot that's like, literally, if you look at the map of Atlanta, it's like right smack dead in the center. If it's not dead in the center, it's like a little off to the right. But yeah. um, it's been a blessing because any anytime I type in something in Google Maps, it's like 10 minutes in either that's direction. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So I mean, that's the beautiful. way to do it. That's yeah. the way to do it. You know, so you're definitely in a prime spot. And mm-hmm. again, it's Atlanta. So, you know, you'll get every type of experience and people are always coming in going out right just because of all the different amenities and all the different experiences and culture that you get available to do yeah yeah being there in person you know so but i feel like i cut you off so how how was the rest of your week i feel like i cut you off on you talking about your week oh no you know having a conversation i thought it was pretty good but yeah yeah, you know the week was you know really really active you know again you know it was good spending time you know just to uh, you know we were working but Mm -hmm. the time that we did have the opportunity just to you know sit back relax and just enjoy each other's presence and hang out and you yeah. know, just crack jokes and do those type of things you know i enjoyed that and then when i got back you know i was you know had a few you know there's, there's always work to do you know yeah. so I took care of a few things and then uh literally had to get on get back on a plane that following sunday to head to vegas for our sales conference um um cisco's conference which was mm-hmm. Uh, it was really awesome. You know, I've seen, I met like so many different talented people like from yeah. throughout the ranks. And um, w- one person who like really, uh, who who I truly like enjoyed, you know, just meeting for the first time and having a conversation with was is this gentleman by Rob Boyd. So mm-hmm. he started like this show called TechWise TV, right? So it's like backed by Cisco. And yeah. he's like the like tech host. Right, yeah. so they'll do their interviews, and you know they'll host them inside like a Cisco studio. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get your different technical marketing engineers who are going to talk about, you know, new products that are coming, or if something was just released, all the new exciting things that customers get to really look forward to and mm-hmm. can essentially take advantage of. So you know, really looking at that, I was just like, 
hey man you've been doing this for years right you know so literally you know he moved around and yeah. um his and he's just been like super consistent and then he was talking to uh talking to him you know he really walked me through his just enjoyment of the process of storytelling and him yeah. writing and um how he prepares for you know his interviews and his conversations so it'd be dope to uh, to, to get some yeah. insight from him on how he does the storytelling yeah, definitely. You know, it was my first time meeting him. Mm -hmm. um, so the goal, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I reached out, sent him a quick note. You know, we, we had the opportunity to take a picture as well together, um, yeah. which, which was cool. Um, so the goal is to definitely be able to, you know, you know, for us to connect with him. And, and if, if he's willing, definitely bring him on the show. I definitely told him about the podcast. And, yeah. And he really um, was intrigued by the topics and the mm -hmm. concept of the show. And it was him and another gentleman that knew each other for a very long time. And then when I was describing like what we're about, um, where we focus and the type of conversations we enjoy having, um, next thing that came out their mouth was like, hey, you know, I would love to hear more about this center our way. So needless to say, you know, the week, um, it was good, right? Again, I'm, you know, we were hosting customers um, from for me in the Northeast from the Northeast. And, you know, there yeah. were some customers that I never met before. Um, and it was like pretty awesome and interesting. And then to see how different people can interact when they don't know each other at all, yeah. or, you know, are in different businesses or different yeah, backgrounds yeah. and then how you can have them find common ground, which, you know, really was awesome because, you know, we're reading this book, you know, how to win friends, influence people by Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And then it really was interesting to see like some of the, you know, concepts at play, whether it was intentionally or just, you know, in flow. Just by chance. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Just by chance. Um, so, yeah. You know, so I would say week was good. Week was good. It was definitely was like go mode, go mode. I had, you know, yeah. there were some nights in Vegas. I definitely, you know, made it back. 7 a.m. you know like did all night you know? <laughs> so, and it's something, yeah. Yeah, it's something about the oxygen that they pump out there or into that's crazy that you know what i i can't even i can't even <laughs> i can't even attest to that i've never been i've never been to las vegas actually that's one place i so, haven't been so we definitely have to get something going maybe we'll do yeah. like you know a trip where you know all, all the friends and you know head out in my head party. i was always saving it for my bachelor party i was like ah if i'm gonna go to vegas i know i need to blow it back um might as well just save my bachelor yeah, party but there are some bag blowings out you know yeah exactly a lot of money that you'll spend just being there just the being there yeah like and i feel like drink. Mm -hmm. i feel like you know if i'm gonna ask people to spend that money they need a good reason and i and you know and i can just be like hey it's my bachelor party so cough it up uh, or it could just be like you know it's been a, it's been too long since we all been together so mm. let's choose the city and you know yeah, so let's, let's go, go have, have fun. fun let's go have fun have some fun yeah 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 i mean bro my week was was pretty good um like i said i missed you guys it wasn't the same once you guys left i got right back into work mode i think that vacation for my birthday though was was well needed because i think that's the first time i've ever come back and actually you know how sometimes you go on vacation you need a vacation from your vacation yeah yeah, yeah. but this vacation I came back rested. I was like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, now I have a stretch where I don't have any vacation days. So it's like, um, I'm just in go mode. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Rest of the summer, into the fall, into, into the holiday season. 
I'm going to be in go mode. And it's nice to have like a long stretch of time where like, okay, you know, I can work on this each and every day up until uh, X amount of time. And the week was cool. Every week is a, is a learning moment. That's what I'm learning. Uh, Being a manager, every, 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 every week is new. There's never anything that's going to be the same uh, because you're dealing with people and people always change. So one thing, so really before you make that one thing point, have you ever been asked or, or has there ever been a comment around like, hey, you know, you know, obviously people are trying to, you know, this determine, you know, if they want to go individual contributor, manager role. And then mm-hmm. the, and then their comment is, you know, I feel like, you know, managers don't make it look attractive. Do you feel like in your role, there's an aspect of you as a manager making the role look good, making it? Making like it look excited. good, yeah, or like you know, just I don't, I don't know, it. I don't know. You know what? I, I I want to say yes, I want to say yes, yeah. Um, but I don't think so. I think when they see me, they're like, "Damn, Derek looks defeated," like they because they know how, <laughs> <laughs> because they know how they know how I used to be when I was just like an individual contributor. I had a lot more. And free how time. were you? Describe that. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had a lot more free time. I was a lot more playful. Um, they could get more time on my calendar. They can ask me a lot more ad hoc questions. Like oftentimes the, the feedback I get is, Hey man, you have so many meetings. Like today, somebody was pinging me. He was like, do you have, um, do you have a minute? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, I see you're in a meeting. He's like, you have a minute and a half an hour. I'm like, no. He's like, oh yeah, you're in a meeting then too. He's like, he's, and then eventually he said, I see you have this 15 minutes in between these two meetings. I'm just going to, I'm just going to snatch that. Just gonna book and it. it, and it yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm not gonna eat today. And uh, <laughs> but that's so it's um, like you have to you have to literally schedule your lunches and your breaks because if not, any open spaces is it's open gone season for anyone Poof. who needs it. Yeah. yeah, you're never gonna see it again. And so that's a different that's a difference. That's gonna that's a different part about being a manager is the time management is crucial. Um, and I end up doing most of my work, you know, either in the morning because of everybody, most people are on the West coast. So it gives yeah. me an opportunity to actually get a couple of things done in the morning. But at the same time, the morning is, it's kind of like my time, right? So when am I going to focus on myself? Um, right. so I try to get to the gym, make breakfast, make food for the day in the morning. And then at least maybe an hour or so for catching up because, because I'm learning a lot of things that I'm implementing. One of the things that I learned was like zeroing out. So making sure there's no email, no Slack message oh, yeah. left unturned oh. mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of each, at the beginning and end of each day. I usually do it in That's the beginning at the end. Itself too. I mean, yeah, it can be done. To have that consistency. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then whatever messages I don't get to right away, I'll like save them so I can see them back again oh, in the morning. Them. Yeah, yeah follow them so I can see them again in the morning. Uh, stuff yeah. like that. Little things that I'm learning along the way that are just making my, my life a little bit more efficient. No. But it's, you know, it's interesting. I will say it's interesting because you get to deal with people every day. Actually, some of the people are now listening to the podcast. And, and one of my one of my direct reports was telling us, um, uh, he's listening to it. And, I, and my comment was like, you know, don't listen to the first couple episodes. Like, you know, that's, that's, like those are, those, those are, the, they're not trash, but they're like, they're like, they're the, like those are like the fresh episodes. You know, when we're just, we were just getting used to it. We're getting in. And I think, yeah. you know, from here and then we've made a lot of progress. He was like, no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's good. I was like, man, you know, I have a lot of crutch words in there. He was like, ah, I got something for you. So I want to practice this. Um, 
and we'll we'll give people the results after uh next week okay. but for every crutch word we use we drop money in a jar almost like a mm. swear jar so for every crutch word that we that we use in the episode we're gonna we're gonna drop some money we'll see who spent the most money this week got you so all right so for so should we know what those crutch words are so that we can so we can i think when we i think we can somehow track it because you know sometimes it's not a crutch word and you know it falls in place where it needs to be but then now if it's taken out true true because i do repeat myself a lot i do repeat myself um instead of using the i just used um that's crazy so i'm paying money but so so um would be that's what i'm saying so you said it too um <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, um uh-huh. so so what's the other? You got I feel like we at least should keep it limited, right? Cuz like we there's, there's, down, a, there's a there's a sound go. that I make, that little cheap ass sound that you know, in front of a word. <laughs> yeah, so we got to take that out. That's got to be you got to pay for that. That and one is gonna a, be... that's the sneaky one though, right? Cuz I think exactly. if you're talking but when we re-listen to the podcast, it's not sneaky. I, yeah. I definitely hear it. I definitely hear it every time. Sure, on post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't want to get away from repeating myself. So oftentimes I'll repeat like the beginning of my sentence really subtly. Like I'll repeat, I'll say something twice. So I want to get away from doing that. So I'll put, the, right, I'll put well, that on there. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll see. We'll see who's paying the money. See, I, I just did it right now. We'll and hopefully it doesn't, make that, it doesn't make it like too awkward, right? There's a point of, all right, we got to work through I don't think it, we're going to be on the podcast freezing like, uh, 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 you know what? If there is a long silence <laughs> like that, you're paying. That's it. Like, finish him. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll implement that. But to move on, because we spent like 20 minutes on intros and, and talking about talking about the week. We could, See, this is why we need to be together so we can get all this out the way. And then um, and just, just talk about the Dale Carnegie book because there was a lot of good stuff this week in yeah, that book. So far, this is probably my two favorite chapters that we've gotten to where we talk about listening. And then after you get to the listening, the result is going to be the application of that listening, which a lot of people don't do. And if they do it, I'm not aware. I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention or I wasn't listening. But the first chapter four, which we start with the Dale Carnegie thing, Talks about listening. What'd you get from that listening piece before I start, you know, dumping my thoughts? Yeah. So for chapter four, I'd say, you know, the summary and premise of it is being a good listener and then uh, encouraging others to talk about themselves. And then when that talk about themselves piece, I feel like some people could think it's very strategic and can be, and that piece could essentially be off-putting or it could feel, uh, not genuine but i think it's really being curious right and i I think it's understanding that the person who knows that they know nothing at all Mm -hmm. right is a person who is going to be on that journey towards learning and connecting in a more presentful genuine way because there's always something to learn in every interaction every aspect of communication whether it's nonverbal, verbal, um, or through certain events. Yeah. Um, so for me, and um, just a, you know, mm-hmm. and just a thought in my head, does the other person have to have substance? Because I'm thinking about how this conversation would go in terms of 
being a good listener and following up on what the person just said. You have to kind of have to be like an active listener. So yeah. let's say you say something to me and then I ask mm-hmm. a follow-up question and then you don't have an answer. What happens <laughs> in those situations? So if I don't have an answer to your follow-up question because the point that you're making is one that is what, correct, incorrect, or not I don't know. That I, I just understand. feel like, yeah, I feel as Let's though a conversation... Up. I feel like as though a conversation can hit a dead end because like, let's say, um, let's say I'm talking about something. Um, and then you say, but what about this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, wh- where do we, where do we land after that? So if, if, if we both don't know, or I don't know, or we decide yeah. that, you know, we've hit a wall in conversation, I think it, it creates an opportunity for follow-up. You know what? Yeah. I actually don't know. And, you know, maybe this is something that we could, you know, dive into, do some more research. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the next time we're connected, the next time we're in person or having this conversation, we can we can discuss our findings and what we've learned about this particular discussion or topic, if it's something that's important to us. If it's just, you know, high level, you know, first time, you know, we're at a party yeah, or at yeah. some event and then you're having a conversation and someone, you know, provides some kind of political stance or an aspect of, you know, their faith that, you know, maybe you don't necessarily agree with um, or it's not something that you understand. And then maybe a comment is made that leaves you at like a standstill. Mm-hmm. Well, one, you know, based on the book, um, Del Carnegie, Del Carnegie's book, it would be to, you know, really seek to understand. Right. You don't have to agree, yeah. but you can understand, you know, where this person is coming from. Right. Um, and why they, they, they believe they, tr- you know, why they believe in that thing that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it gives, and so it, it gives you room to, to really, you know, if you're genuinely curious, you know, I think that can create the dialogue in itself of just you understanding like what it took for this person to have the stance. And but it sounds like it requires, it sounds like it requires you to have some kind of breadth of knowledge though. In order for you to participate in some of these conversations, which I think is an important thing to make, right? I think at the point where Dale Carnegie is talking about, you have to kind of be some kind of sophisticated or at least intelligent individual such that when you do have to get into these conversations, you need something to respond with. You agree? You disagree? I disagree because in okay. his book, he gave a couple of examples of you know, different, um, different, you know, characters in history or people in history where they, you know, they never passed sixth grade education or ninth grade education or high school. Right. But they, what they did do was do research or spend time asking questions or, you know, being curious or investigating specific people or the people that they wanted to connect with. Okay. Um, so, and so now let's say one example, I believe he mentioned, he talked about um, there was this person who wanted to connect and speak with, uh, what was it, a botanist, right? Like, I've never met a botanist before, and I don't, I wouldn't know where to have, where to take a conversation. With a botanist, you know, I have yeah. no background, yeah, botany or any of that. But, you know, at the end of that conversation, that person with, that person that you know didn't know anything about it, because of him uh, um, asking a series of questions like what it meant and then the, the different drivers and how, uh, again, you know, for him, everybody has plants and things, things of that nature around, right? So 
there's this aspect of, okay, why is it important in your life? How have you applied it in your life? And then are there areas in my life that it exists? And what can I do where I am today to improve or to apply the knowledge that you clearly have in your mind so mm-hmm. I can improve my steps in this in this space? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I don't want to get too derailed from the listening aspect because I think that's important. And I think that's... A, I mean, it's um, not derailing technically because the, the premise of it is understanding and hearing the person who is the expert so i think it's you think it's part. you think it's related I think oh you're not so listening far. to me i just told you it's not I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you're not listening to what the book is saying <laughs> so but yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so and i, and I, I want to get um well i want to ask you like what are some do's and don'ts of of listening because everything in this book or in life is like a skill something that you can master, something that you need to be consciously aware of, right? I think the type of listening that we're talking about here is a form of active listening, which isn't going to be natural to everybody, especially in the day of, you know, phones getting distracted very easily. And we can easily go down a rabbit hole, which I don't want to go down right now. But with all of those things that are happening with our generation and our short attention span, what are those things? It's shorter than a goldfish. Yeah, see, I know you're gonna yeah. go try to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you just wait. You you were salivating, waiting for that, waiting for that. <laughs> to throw in that little snapple. Bone, what is that? I think. <laughs> so what are some? I feel like I know what to do. What shouldn't I do in terms of being an active listener and just being able to listen to the, what to the level that Dale Carnegie is talking about? Certainly. So. One would be talking incessantly about yourself, right? So if you're, that's a that's a spicy word. Yeah, so like you, you know, you just like this. This you're not giving yourself any room mm-hmm. to to take a breath to see if the other person has any words or <laughs> thoughts that they would like to share. You're just, you know, every single aspect. Or let's say mm-hmm. if they get in a word, or now you know you take a breath and they start to provide their thoughts on what you said, and yeah. you cut them off. Right. And, and this is something I'm actually like working on. And even on this show, we've done that. Yeah. Sometimes I'd, I'd cut you off and I'm like, my bad, you know, continue <laughs> and let, finish your thoughts. So, again, this is again, we're on a journey. So this is the point of us reading books like this. Right. So we can actually apply it and mm-hmm. be able to have that aspect of being self-aware of when we're either doing or not doing, you know, the, the you know, the principles that are being provided to us or applying yeah. them for lack of better terms. Um so yeah, so again, talking about yourself where you, you make it about you and then, you know, some people get now it, it can be off-putting and then in their head is like this guy gives narcissistic yeah. or gal gives narcissistic, narcissistic, you know, vibes and energy. And, you know, now it just doesn't, it, it turns that person off and they don't want to continue conversation because they know that, you know, anything that they share, you're just going to try to... Bring it back to what you're doing and all the great things about. You ever you meet one of those people? Of um, course, I think we all have met. <laughs> those are some of the most annoying people. Like everything you say, they have a they have something that's better than what you than what you did. Okay. Yeah, and you, and you know someone in history who learned from it, and um, one of the recommendations was to listen to his biography. Um, autobiography was uh, Benjamin Franklin, right? So mm-hmm. there was someone on his journey, right? So he 
uh, essentially is known to be like one of the most diplomatic, like interesting and um, just just, you know, just mavericks in that space of just working and connecting with people. Right. So, you know, in various back from various backgrounds, again, to the point where he was U.S. ambassador of France, you know, and it wasn't because, you know, he went to school and did these particular things because he was genuinely, genuinely curious about the awesome things people did and why they did them. And then he found he did he put time into doing research to understand the things that made them tick and the things yeah. that they were curious about and the things that would give them the wins for them to make that make that time between the two of them memorable right cuz you know what they say that old adage of saying is you know people people don't remember what you say but they remember how you make them feel right Amen. yeah um so when you think about that let's apply that to this book let's apply that to listening mm-hmm. now if someone you know you're having a conversation and everything you're saying or you're, everything you talk about is about something that you know or something that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, when that person walks away, what are your thoughts then? Like, what would you actually say? I mean, you, you probably don't want to talk to, I mean, you would want to talk to that person maybe if whatever maybe. they were saying was interesting. Or if they're awesome, right? If they yeah, are. Yeah, if they're you awesome. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's, you know, Jeff Bezos is in a room, he's, He's giving a master class on what he did, how he did it. I'm listening. I'm listening actively. Um, but I guess that does play well into what Dale Carnegie is talking about, right? Because people do generally love to listen to themselves talk. Yeah. And so me being on the receiving end of that, my job is to actively listen. Especially if I want to get to the next thing that we're going to talk about is the application of that listening and how we apply that to influencing and, and making people your friends. But that, I think that's, that's, that's very important, the listening part, yeah. is because there are things that you will miss if you are waiting to say something. And oftentimes, especially men, because, like, you know, men are like problem solvers. So whenever uh, I notice this, you know, somebody comes up to me, and they probably just want to vent, hey, Derek, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to fire off solutions um places you should go resources that you should you can use but really oftentimes they just want to get your attention to to vent out the topic and maybe there might be there might be a place or another time for you to actually apply the solutions and they might they might need to ask you but the listening piece is what's most important because people yeah. like to feel that others are you know they feel for them right i think one of the things that they talked about is like a person's headache is is more they they feel as if it's more important than like the two famine yeah yeah exactly and, and in a third, third world, world country. country exactly because to them it's very real and that's what you have to that's what you have to realize with humans is the present is very real for them them the affliction on their own personal body mind soul well-being is very real for that particular person and it's the same for yourself right your personal yeah. afflictions your trials, your tribulations are very real to you. Like when you can't pay bills, you're stressed. You shouldn't be stressed as people in the world that can't eat. But in that moment in time, that's not what you're worried about. You're worried about I can't pay my bills. Exactly. Right? And that's and it's very nature. real to you. Yeah, it's, it's human yeah. nature. It's very real to you. So take that into context when you're in when you're talking about people listening. Because whatever they're saying, 
it's probably very real to them and it's very important. And so you need to treat it as such. And people generally appreciate it. If you actually listen, I think people, they can tell when you're kind of on the fringe of listening and when you're actually listening. Mm. And I think we all could think about examples when we've failed or have won or achieved at listening well, right? So I can think about, you know, you know, I work in, I'm in the sales business and, you know, I would say, you know, there were times in the past where, you know, I was just so excited, right? I worked on this presentation and I think this is how it kind of goes, right? You know, mm -hmm. the customer has this, you know, uh, has this topic that is very top of mind for them and they're yeah. very interested in, and then you have like, oh, I know exactly what you need. You yeah. have exactly what you're looking for. And then first thing you want to do, you know, they're describing their issues and then you're cutting them off. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. This this is exactly what it. you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, I got it. And you're not letting them finish their sentence. And then one, what, what can happen is, right, maybe you solve the one problem, but there could have been four others, a total mm -hmm. of four problems that you could have solved. But because you wanted to, you know, not listen and yeah be you know hasty and not not see you know understand if there's a bigger picture at play mm -hmm. you missed an opportunity now you know a competitor um now is potentially knocking on a door and then now yes you got the one today but then you lose it over time because the competitor was able to you know be open-minded listen take mm -hmm. their time and then solve three problems and then now three problems being solved is better than one i'd say exactly you know so in that situation you know if decision has to be made to kick something out or to absorb right the majority wins at that point yep um so i think for us you know when we're when we are excited about you know a presentation that we're going to do mm -hmm. um or or a conversation if you know we're going to meet someone who is you know a leader or someone who is a celebrity or someone who is very influential in a space that you're moving in yeah. or looking to grow in to right because obviously that based on human nature the first thing we want to do is impress them right yeah. i think that's the innate thing that we want right well, what is it that i have to say what can i say what do mm -hmm. i have to do how should i move to make this person say Ah, this person he's special. is interesting. He's, he's special. special. Yeah, everybody Important. wants to be special. That's the thing. Every human being, they're looking to be special, whether that be through money, through social capital, through family, through whatever, through being a husband, through being a good friend. They always want to feel special. And that's why um, the more I hear that statement, the more it makes sense to me why social media is so successful. Because at the end of the day, when you post your picture up and you get those thousand likes, what do you feel? A couple hundred, you know, just more than one. You feel All special. those eyes. Yeah. yeah. You feel special. You feel like, hey, people are paying attention to me. And there's nothing more satisfying than the attention of others, right? The gratification those of others likes. taking mm -hmm. notice to you. Yeah. People... Wars have been fought over, uh, you know, attention, you know, egos. 
um, people have died over this stuff. And so yeah. as humans, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and that's why people like to talk about themselves. They want to feel special in a group of others, right? They want, they want to take over. They want to be the person in the middle. You ever see those like movies where there's that cocktail party? There's that one guy in the middle. He's got all the jokes. Yeah, he's like, wow. you know, he's everybody's circled around him. He's 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 given, he's he's going around the the circle, and he's 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 giving the diss to everybody. He's like, you remember when you did that? Uh huh. And then he moves on to the next person. Everybody wants to be that person. I want to be that person. I would yeah. love for that to happen, and somebody to record it. <laughs> and then you and you have the other person that mm-hmm. is what standing at the bar trying to you know initiate a conversation mm-hmm. or or trying to find the right thing to say to grab someone's attention mm-hmm. you know so that you know them coming out felt like it was worth it mm-hmm. you know um and it's tough right let's say you know you're, you're a guy and you're looking to you know pick up a girl you know and for you it's what what is the strategy? Do you talk about it? We've seen it time after time in movies. Oh, you're trying to get my trade secrets? We're gonna I'm gonna have to like create an ebook and like charge charge for that. Yeah, no, trade secrets are not going out. I'm free. <laughs> not on this episode, but maybe a future one. But yeah, essentially, you know, what what can you do when, when mm-hmm. you're looking to grab what what again when you originally asked me what not to do. I gave you one point. Yeah. Um, so, right, not listening to anyone for a long time until you hijack conversation and make it yours. Like, <laughs> that That was something I've done or, right, I've seen yeah. done where it can be off-putting and, right, it doesn't always happen on purpose. Yeah. But um, if, this, if this is an area that you want to improve in yeah. uh, or improve on, you should certainly pay attention to those type of cues mm-hmm. um, or have the person that you're talking to keeps you accountable. Sometimes I do that. I'm like, hey, Derek, um, you know, you know, it's not always on purpose. Maybe sometimes it is, depending oh, on let me know. If, let me know if I'm talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let me know if, you know, if I'm, I'm going, um, you know, longer than I should. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a log gate and stuff. Yeah. But that's, that's, um, those are people for people who are aware, right? Now, I think in most, most of these instances that we're talking about, we're talking about a conversation where the awareness is not at that level where you're just, you know, you're just having a conversation and you want to, you want to kind of smooth your way. And I think everything, the interesting thing about Dale Carnegie's book, right? Um, it talks about how to win friends and influence people, but it makes your life feel very tactical. And I think it's, it's exciting and non-exciting in certain ways, right? That you have to, you know, you have to go into regular conversation and you can't just be loose about it. You're going to have to actually act actively think about, the actions and what you're doing, how you're listening, how you're, you know, retaining that information. But yeah. I think after a while it becomes second nature. But that's the, that's the interesting thing. One of the interesting things about this book is it, it makes everything tactful, right? Because these human interactions happen on a day-to-day basis. Like humans need interaction, whether it be through um, text message, whether it be through telephone, whether it be through FaceTime, whatever medium that it is, um, you can apply this anywhere. And I want to get to the second part, right? When we're talking about application, because this is the part that I like the most. And I think is the most intriguing about the individuals that Dale Carnegie talks about in the book is the way that they apply what they've listened to in order to turn it into that influential moment, right? We're talking about um, 
people used to say Teddy Roosevelt was probably one of the best presidents, right? Not just from um, the people that voted for him, but the staff members and the people that were around him, his wife and his wife's friends. Because when you said something, he retained that information and then he regurgitated with an action that relates to whatever you talked about. And I think it was some story about flowers this woman wanted to see. And he was like, hey, if you look outside right now, you might be able to see them bloom or something like that. I forgot what it was exactly, but he took the time. We're talking about the leader of the free world is thinking about something that you said. And then as it's happening, he's he's sending off a message like, hey, you know, basically, I'm thinking about you. I remember what we talked about. Here's uh, some action item or here's something that's happening around it. And I think that's very powerful when you talk about active listening and the power that it can do, because if you do that with the right person, you can unlock a door that's going to change your life. That's true. Because, you know, let's say, you know, I go to a car show. I'm talking to an individual. He's talking about football. I'm talking about football. A football game happens on Sunday. I have his number. I see something that happens. I'm like, hey, you remember what we said on, you know, last time we talked? That may spark a conversation. He might not have even been thinking about you. But now he's like, oh, this person remembers. All right. Right, and he's like, "Oh, this this guy was actually cool when I talked to him. I I wanted to catch up with him, but I just forgot. But now that he's pinged me and reminding me that he's present, and he's also reminding me that I'm important to him. When you do something like that, you're telling somebody else you're important to them, and that's that's the feedback loop that Dale Carnegie is talking about. Is because when you remind somebody that you're important to them, that feeling of them wanting to feel special, boom, it's up now." Because you've made them feel special because whatever they said to you resonated enough for you to talk about it again. Yeah, and then I would say the other aspect to that, again, if we're helping our listeners, you know, develop that skill, right? If this is something that they want to improve on, um, another thing that he did was, right, if someone he knew that he was going to meet, you know, next day or in the coming days, you know, he would do some research, find out a little information about yeah, so let's let's. That sounds a little creepy. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the context, but let's yeah. let's, let's make it. Let's bring it to a, a a concept or 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 use case that is less creepy, like yeah. an inter, a job interview, mm. right? So if there's a company that you want to work for, right, you could you know you have the skills, right? You have the you can get the job done, but what? How can you? What do you have to necessarily do? to uh, make the person on the other side of that conversation uh, feel confident that you are the best decision for, for, that, for that company or mm-hmm. for the opportunity that, that exists, right? Um, so doing some research, understanding, you know, the history of the company, yeah. uh, understanding, you know, the strengths, the weaknesses, who the competitors are, understanding um, the type of people Mm-hmm. the company hires and managers that they look for yeah mm-hmm. learning about the managers and again for you you know uh you've done interviews have you were there ever any situations where an individual you know said something that like huh that was like a, okay yeah yeah it actually happened today i was in an interview um or yesterday i think it was, i believe it was yesterday the dude had been working on something with like um he created a platform or a dashboard for studying equities and how they were being traded or whatever. 
And then I was like, uh, as he was explaining it, I was like, um, yeah, I get it. You know, I used to do something like that too. And he was like, yeah, I saw your LinkedIn. I see you used to work at Wall Street. So, you know, we have that connection. So people do, and it, it does help, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we're bros now because yeah. we, got, we got that connection, right? And so it does help. It does help. You do feel special in that moment. Now that I'm thinking about it and reflecting on how I felt when he said that, I did feel special. I felt special in two ways. One, that he looked me up. Two, that he's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw. He's like smiling. He's like, yeah, you worked on Goldman Sachs. <laughs> you know, I feel, I feel good. You know, people people think uh, people think highly of that company, and therefore now he thinks highly of me. Um, yeah. uh, so you do feel good. You know, everybody's human. We want, we want that special feeling. And so, yeah, you, when you say it like that, it is a little less creepy. Yeah, let's give some more, right? Because we are mm-hmm. in a time where, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there where people, you know, are looking at either one transitioning from one business space to another or looking to, you know, if they're going into the entrepreneurship space, yeah. right? You need to convince people and customers to buy your product, right? You yep. need to convince businesses to partner up with you or to advertise your business, right? And at the end of the day, it's going to be an individual, a human person mm-hmm. who's that gonna make makes the decision. that decision, right? And I think one example was, uh, was I believe this this was in a book um, where there was the there, there was um, a businessman and he was very difficult to get a hold of and it was on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Everybody wanted time <laughs> from him, you, you know. And we've heard examples of this time after time, yeah. um, and. And every single time people would try to, you know, grab five minutes because, you know, this guy was wealthy, he's loaded, he could change your life, right? If he yeah. gave you a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'd be all set. And this this one individual um, really took his time to really understand, like, what is important? What would be important to this businessman? Mm-hmm. Why would he, what can I offer him? And then even before he got to the, and this is, the, the details and the amount of homework he did yeah going to that he recognized how much the businessman relied on his executive assistant mm-hmm. you know so what he ended up doing was doing some research and learning and building a rapport with the assistant mm-hmm. so that and then from there what happened just doing it genuinely right and i think he maybe provided a couple of things and uh, i i forget the exact details but he caught the the secretary, the executive assistant's interest. Mm-hmm. So she made sure she put time on the With business for him. Yeah, calendar, yeah. and then from and then she gave him insight. Like, oh, this is what he likes. This mm-hmm. is what he likes to do. And and um, you know, if you if you if you if you topics to stay away from, things that you know could help you win the conversation yeah. with him. And then from there, it's just be yourself at the yeah. end. And you know, it land it allowed him to really, you know, change his life in a way where the businessman now paid for him to travel and and and, and do certain things. And he was hired, right? Because yeah. he took a time not to focus on what he wanted, which was time with the guy. And then yeah. the job and the opportunity was to think about what the businessman uh, wanted. wanted. Again, yeah. You can do the job, but like, how do you get to that person's rate, to that person's individual's radar to have them um, understand the things you can do to really make yeah. their life easier, and and, and that's I feel like that's so counter, counterintuitive to the culture that we live in today. 
this is almost like a podcast though instead of like a shower thought I, as you were you know i'm thinking of it right now is like you know i feel like people today are more like you know make sure you get yours before you help somebody else you know what i mean yeah. get your bag and then help everybody else but what dale carnegie's kind of preaching is like you almost like give unto others and then it'll it'll kind of come back to you. You're almost kind of like believing in karma in a certain way. And this is ancient, right? Even yeah. he highlights in the book, this is right from Confucius to, mm-hmm. to Jesus, right? To to Socrates. Not from Confucius right? to right. Jesus. <laughs> saying, these are these are all these are all different, right? Yeah. Uh, historical uh, uh uh you know figures that that people mm-hmm. look to right in those times and then the message that they preach was you know do unto others as you would want them to do unto you and yeah. that is the fundamental principle yeah right and then you look you know at the 10 commandments treat your treat thy neighbor as you would want them to treat you treated yeah you know um so and it really is the the concept right you don't really have to overcomplicate it um you know sometimes if you take the time to just you know put yourself in the other person's shoes um you ask yourself, like, okay, well, why does this really even matter to me? Mm-hmm. How would I want someone to communicate to me in a situation like this? Yeah. Um, versus someone talking at me, selling to me, and then just trying to shove some type of solution or product or conversation down my throat that has nothing to do with what I'm looking to yeah. achieve. You yeah. Know? That's that's very true. That's very true. And it, it I like that you broke it you broke it down into a simple point. And we talked about do unto others as you would want them to do unto yourself. And I think that can that that message right there can really cover a lot of the book and especially these particular chapters that we read. Is because that's what it's really about. It's really about listening as if you would want somebody to be listening to you. And it's really about showing people that you listened in action as if you would want somebody to do to you, right? Like if I'm with somebody, a friend uh, a spouse, um, a significant other, and I'm talking about a particular topic, there's probably nothing else in the world that probably warms my heart more than, you know, if I say I like cars and then you take me to a racetrack. Mm, or, yeah. you know, if you say you like, you know, you're talking about this particular fashion item and then one day you have it, right? Because it's not all, and this is what they mean by, you know, it's the thought that counts. Because, I mean, for some of it, the, the gift definitely counts what type of gift it is. You know, don't don't ever say, don't ever think that just because you got them something that yeah. um, it's going to yeah, be. You know, there are, right? Because you have the five love language and gift yeah. giving is one of them. And then it's like, uh, yeah, you still have to be thoughtful on how yeah. you do the differences. So, yeah, I agree. You got to be correct. Even if you're thoughtful, you have to be correct. And then, oh, you think? <laughs> you have to be right. You think somebody could be thoughtful and still miss the mark? Yeah, I think somebody can be thoughtful yeah. and still miss the mark, right? Mm. Because you could be <laughs> you could be thoughtful in like, oh, this would be really cool. You know what I mean? I wanna share I wanna share something that I truly enjoy with you. And that's beautiful. Uh, that's a beautiful okay. thing. You know? But you missed the mark. Because So you're saying thoughtful speaking, so you're you're pretty much projecting the language that you would want someone to speak to you. And you're being thoughtful because like, well, you know, this well, is how yeah. I like. I don't want to, I don't want to simplify because I feel like there's, there's a lot that goes into that decision because yeah. you sure. could be, you can be depending on the occasion. There's like tears, right? So let's say she says she likes ice cream, right? She likes mm-hmm. vanilla bean ice cream. 
It can't be her birthday and you come with just vanilla bean ice cream. Yes, you got it correct. She likes vanilla bean ice cream. But there's a certain level. There's like, I feel like there's like yeah, tiers. You know what I mean? Tiers yeah, of items yeah, that yeah. you need to you need to go to the next thing that she likes that that satisfies that particular occasion. And I feel like this that could be an episode within itself, right? Um, what we try to determine now that we've listened, how do you apply this listening in different facets? Yeah. How do you, you know what I mean? Because there's, you have different types of interactions. Like the one that Dale Carnegie is talking about is like friends and influencing people. And for a lot of these, you're thinking of like business applications, right? You're thinking of yeah. politics. But in your day to day, it's mostly going to be your interactions with regular people like myself and yourself, right? So like, you know, like for your birthday, you know, what does Buddy want? You know, we listened. We went, we, you know, as much as it was against my better judgment, I'm like, Dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, out of all the things, this man was a dishwasher. But hey man, I'm listening, right? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta actively listen. <laughs> and then I'm like, I could get him a watch, but he wants a dishwasher, right? So it might have been one of those situations where you're like, oh man, I got another watch, but it might not have elated you or made you as, as happy as. When that dishwasher come through, and now you're like, yeah, I don't yeah, gotta yeah. watch you. This is and now that right? empty space is filled with <laughs> with the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but that's the type of thing that I'm talking about. Where there's like different now. Now once you get to the level where you're actually going to apply the listening, there's there's a science, there's an art there about how you apply this listening to to get to uh, where you want to go. Yeah. And I know we're we're we're, we're from. Go ahead. I was going to say really quick, I wanted to do a quick, like, not slight pivot, but I know we talked about, we kind of glossed over it. Yeah, sympathy, yeah. Uh, empathy versus sympathy and why it's important in, 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 this, in us having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think a lot of people confuse the two. And, um, and what it essentially comes down to, right, em- em- empathy, it, it, it fuels connection where, you know, sympathy drives disconnection. So... Unpack that. So what does that mean? So let's say somebody is going through a dark moment, right? Instead of providing, because typically if you're now, okay, I'll start with the sympathize. Okay. If 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 you, if someone's going through a dark moment, let's say you're in a hole, right? If you have a mm-hmm. visual perspective, I'm walking, you're in a hole and in that dark hole, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling depressed, mm-hmm. you feel defeated. And then I'm looking down at that hole. Instead of mm-hmm. me coming down the ladder, to say, to find that feeling, to understand, right? For me to connect with you, I have to find that feeling within myself to understand Mm. how you're feeling. That's empathy versus sympathy. I haven't come down the ladder and I'm looking down like, hey, I know you're in a dark place and you know, it's, it sucks, but at least there's a ladder that you can climb to get you out that space. Mm -hmm. And hey, I'm up here. You know, so you just look it up, you know, sympathy sounds like a bad word now. You made sympathy look yeah. real bad. <laughs> sympathy, uh, another way to look at it, and, and, and this is for anyone listening, right? Yeah. To know when you're using sympathy and not the best of ways, right? Because I'm mm. sure it's a, a positive aspect. If when someone is going through something, you're starting with your sentence or, or in your sentence, like you're starting, you're saying, at least you don't have something. So let's say, <laughs> right, like a person yeah. is in that dark hole that they're in. They're 
you know, on this journey of going through a divorce, right? And then you're up there looking down and saying, at least you have someone that you can, you know, connect with and that that you are with, <laughs> yeah. right? Or or let's say one uh, another person's having uh uh, uh so let's say a a, a, a mother to be, you know, she yeah. had some kind of miscarriage. And then now you're you're sympathizing and you're saying, well, at least you know you can have a baby, and it's like no, it's I don't like, even oh, I don't even know yeah. if that's that's nasty work. I yeah, don't even no, know that. that's that's what it is though. You yeah. provide a civil lining to someone's mm, pain, and that's okay. sympathy. So you know where you know sometimes you could say, hey, I don't know what to say right now, um, but thank you for sharing this with me, and I'm here with you. You know, versus empathy. you trying yeah. to find, yeah, versus you feeling mm-hmm. that you're not in a position and you feel kind of awkward, so you have to say something positive, yeah, yeah, and, and then provide some kind of silver lining to the pain that this person's going through, yeah. And, and oftentimes it's off-putting because it's exactly. not what they need to hear at the moment. That's a very, that was a very good learning. That's a very good learning that you that you try to sneak in there before we had to do our um. It's def- yeah it's it's related you know yeah. it, i think it's relatable to you know the conversation right when we're trying to have conversations right people you know obviously everybody says be authentic put be your best self and and then you try to be authentic but then it's not authentic because you're a sympathizer you're <laughs> really quickly before we have to tap out here mm-hmm. let's get to these affirmations yeah so, did you want to go first? No, I did not want to go first. I definitely oh, yeah, remember. I first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, I went first last time. Uh huh. All right. So, my affirmation is: I am curious. I am more mm. curious. More curious. More curious. Um, as I'm, you know, just going through these readings, and then even just like going to Cisco Live, and then uh, being in a space where just around so many brilliant and just interesting and just people who, you know, have blazed trails, right. That the mass have seen in one way or another. Yeah. Um, it, it really helps me. It puts me in the space of asking myself, what, what can I do to, to learn more about the things people do inside the four walls to allow them to, to get to the space of impact that they bring. Yeah to the business place or to friends and family and how I connect with people. So I think, you know, bringing it back to Dale Carnegie, if I'm saying being curious when I'm actually, you know, having a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. really being curious and understanding, having a, you know, wanting to understand where they're coming from and and why, you know, they've made the decisions that they've made to get to the, the point that they're at and um yeah. and and what's stopping them from, you know, you know, moving to the next phase or level of their life, right? And then, you know, if they're not sure, hopefully, in the cur- me being curious, us finding yeah. a bridge that leads them to the light that they're looking to get to. So that's dope. Curious. That's mm-hmm. dope. Finding a bridge to the light that they're looking to get to. I think that's that's noble. Uh, and I think for me, I'm going to be willing because there's, there's there's a there's a part of you that needs to be willing in order to commit to do some of these things, right? To be an active listener to fight human nature and not talk about yourself to also once you do listen to activate that listening and turn that into action and positive action. And so for this week, I'm willing, willing and able to implement this. And before we leave, I just want to let you know 
that looks like I feel like I'm going to be spending the least amount of money on these crutch words, but we'll find out next week. We'll find out next week. And with that, hit it.